morning, good morning. How's everyone doing? Good. We want to welcome you to Toronto City Church. I know there's more people coming in, but please come on in. Feel free to grab a seat. Today's a special Sunday. We have a, a number of different features for you that I think you're going to enjoy. Obviously, a special message as well. And uh, we, we've actually expanded to three services, and we wanted to make more space. So it seems like it's we had a good time in first service. We're also excited for you to be here and also for the 12 noon service as well. So let's pray, and let's uh, start this service off in prayer before the Lord. Father, we come before you today in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you so much for this opportunity we have to be here. Lord, we thank you. Just this is the day you've made. We rejoice and we're glad in it. And we thank you so much for the opportunity we have to worship, the opportunity we have to pray, the opportunity we have to just enjoy being together, and the opportunity we have to hear your word. Lord, I thank you for just uh, you touching each one of us, you speaking to each one of us. And even as we celebrate Christmas, I thank you just for a fresh focus, a fresh revelation on Jesus today, and that each one of us will just be ministered to and encounter him in a real way. We love you so much, Lord. Thank you for every person that's here, those who are already en route as well. Pray that blessing over them in Jesus' name. And everyone agreed with me said, amen. Well, I want to invite you to stand and join us as we go into a time of worship. Good morning. Thank you. 
is good, amen? Our God is good, amen? Yes. So we just want to come together this morning and just give him the glory that's due his name. This service is a little bit different, but, but we encourage you guys to sing with us because we are worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. And he is so worthy. Amen. Yeah, God, we love you. We love you. We love you, God. What can I give to the King? Give to the one who has everything. What can I give? What gift can I bring? What can I give to the
Can you turn the volume of your praise up a little bit? We're going to sing it again. But this time, raise your hands and sing it as loud as you can. Say, say we give you all. How's everyone doing? Good. It's so good to see everyone here today. Merry Christmas. I mean, we're a little early, but we've been having a great time focusing on Christmas Day. If we haven't met before, my name is Pastor Brendan Witt, and I'm the lead pastor here at TCC. And this is round two of three today of our Christmas services. And so I especially want to emphasize and welcome anyone, I think it was mentioned already, but if you're a first-time guest with us, we are especially honored that you've chosen to join us today. You could be a lot of different places right now. You could be watching the World Cup Finals. Um, Argentina's up 2-0, just in case anybody's wondering. I, 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 hopefully I didn't wreck it for anybody. Maybe you, you, you were timing it, but there's still lots of game left to be played, so I didn't wreck it for you fully if you were holding off. But, but there is... There is uh, uh, there, there's lots going on there. So there's lots happening, but we're, uh, we're just excited to be here and uh, excited to show it. But if you are a guest with us, uh, we just want to invite you after service. We've got a get connected table and area, and we just will have a special gift we want to give you. So just something from our heart to you to say thank you for joining us today. But today's a little different, a little quicker than we've tended to do just because we're doing the three services to make space for people. And I just want to talk to you a little bit about Christmas. I want to talk to you about Jesus, and I want to talk to you about just some of what Jesus brings into our lives today, just to encourage us even as we get ready for this final week uh, leading up to Christmas. And so let's pray, and uh, and then I'm going to read to you from Luke 2, 8 to 20. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you that this is the day that you have made. We rejoice. We're glad in it. Lord, we thank you so much for every person that's here and for every person that's tuning in online. And Father, we thank you just for your heart for us, God. We thank you for all that you're doing in our lives, Lord. And Father, we thank you for just 
you moving today, for you moving, for you uh, speaking to each one of us, for you encouraging each one of us. And I thank you that each one of us will see Jesus in a fresh way. We'll see Jesus in a new light and uh, we'll draw closer to you. God, no matter where any of us are on our spiritual journey today, I thank you that today will be a day of drawing near, drawing closer to you in Jesus' name. And everyone who agreed said... Amen. Amen. Well, if you want to turn with me to Luke chapter 2, 8 to 20, we're just going to read this passage. It's a a part of the Christmas story I'm sure you're familiar with. So I'm going to read it, and then there's just one verse I particularly want to focus on with you today. So let's read together. It says this, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the sayings that had been told them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And what I'd like to do today, there's obviously so many things within this passage. I mean, I literally say that about every passage I read because that's just the way the Bible is. There's a number of different things we could talk about, but I want to focus for just a few moments on verse chapter, verse 10. And verse 10 says this, and the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Let's take a few moments just to talk about this verse, because I believe that this verse speaks to us in some very clear ways of what Jesus has done for us and what Jesus wants to do for each of you this Christmas, what he wants to do in each one of our lives this Christmas. The first thing I want you to focus on is the part that said, fear not. Everybody say, fear not. The first thing I want you to know this morning is when we celebrate Jesus and we remember who he is and what he's done for us, when we celebrate why he came, The first thing that I want to emphasize is Jesus came to break the power of fear. Jesus came to break the power of fear over our lives. And I want you to know today, even as you're sitting here listening to me, that Jesus came to break the power of fear over your life. He came to break the power of fear. You know, right now we live in a world that is decimated by fear. We live in a world where there is so much fear. There is so much anxiety. They'll probably just drop it a little bit for me. There's so much fear. There is so much anxiety. There is so much pressure on people. Even when we look at the last couple years of what we've been through, and my wife referenced it a little bit when she was doing the transition portion. I mean, this is the first Christmas in, I mean, a good three years now where we can even just kind of freely get together and be around people and come into a service without masks and, you know, all these things. And, you know, and some people still do, and that's okay as well. But, you know, it's the first Christmas, but there's been so much fear that I think we've all battled with. Not just a few people. I think we've all battled with fear in our own ways. You know, uh, an Angus Reid Institute study said this, one in three Canadians say that they are currently struggling with their mental health. Statistic Canada from 2022 also said one in three Canadians will be affected by mental illness at some point in their lifetime. Uh, A Maru public opinion poll said 40% of Canadians aged 18 to 34 said they feel like they're at a breaking point mentally. Another study said this, the pandemic has exasperated stress and anxiety for almost everyone. Even those not directly impacted by illness, grief, or lost wages have had to deal with fear and social isolation. And more than two years in, these worries have not gone away. So real talk, there's this battle with fear. 
I think we all wrestle with fear in different ways. It's not like it was new and it just showed up the last two years, but I think the last two years, well, two and a half really now, coming three, have been so difficult for so many of us in this area. I know even myself this fall, there's been different fears that I've been wrestling with. Um, and if I told you what they were, you'd think, oh, that's quite normal, you know, as a father is, whatever, those are normal fears to have, but you know, those fears, but I've had to talk to the Lord about it because he said, fear not. And Jesus came so we could be free from fear. So, I mean, let's put all at the table. I'm sure all of us, I'm not going to do a poll against racing, but we all have battled with fear in one way or another. And there's fear that we're battling with. There's fear that we're struggling with. And how do we overcome this fear? What do we do? You know, I, I, I've realized if we, we try and do it ourselves, it doesn't work very well. Maybe we can find a way to manage fear. Maybe we can find a way to kind of come to some form of peace, but I realized in ourselves, you don't even really get rid of it. You just maybe find a way to manage it. You find a way to distract yourself from it, but then something else happens. It just comes roaring back. See, but then the angel showed up, and I know on some level, you know, if you look at the text, he was saying, fear not to the shepherds, because I'm a shoot, but if I'm out in the middle of the, in the field at night with my sheep, would be a very interesting experience by myself. And an angel showed up, that would freak me out. And you know it would freak you out too, to tell the truth. So I'd be like, oh no, I'd be good. No, no, I'd be running. I'd be running away. I'd be hiding behind a sheep. I'd be doing that. So he said, fear not. And so obviously in the context, he was talking, don't fear in this moment. But I believe it's also was saying something powerful that Jesus was coming. He's announcing the king, fear not, because Jesus comes to bring freedom from fear. I want you to know today, if you struggle with fear, you're definitely not alone. But I also want you to know that it does not have to dominate your life. Because in Jesus, there is freedom from fear. You know, it's interesting. The angel said, fear not. He didn't say, why are you afraid? You know, it's, we're all going to battle it at times. Fear will come. But there's power in Jesus to fear not. Let me read you a few verses. 1 Peter 5 verse 7 from the Amplified Translation says this, Casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him. For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Right? We all have fears. We all going to have these burdens. But do we try and carry it ourselves? Do we try to drown it out through some type of pastime or some type of substance? Or will we cast it on him? Jesus is saying, will you give it to me? Will you cast the cares of me? Because I came so you could be free from fear. Psalm 55, 22 says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. Cast your cares on him. He will sustain you. Maybe there's a lot of cares, a lot of worries. You know you can cast it on him? And you know he will sustain you. You don't have to figure it out all by yourself. One last verse. 1 John 4.18 says this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. When Jesus came, it was a gift that demonstrated the love of the Father. And that love is there for you and me today. And it's that love that casts out fear. It's not just trying to not fear. It's not just fighting fear. But it's actually encountering and receiving God's real tangible love in your life. And that actually is what casts out the fear. We realize how much he loves us. And we experience his love in our lives. And so this Christmas, I want to encourage us. Let's remember that Jesus came to break the power of fear over our lives. On. Somebody say no fear. Now the second thing I want us to see from this verse, not only did Jesus come to break the power of fear, but Jesus came to bring us great joy. As it said here, fear not, so I bring you good news of great joy. Did you know that not only can you live free from fear, but you can actually live with great joy in your life? And I'm not just talking about a temporary joy. I'm not just talking about something that is fleeting or in the moment. You know, I referenced the World Cup in just a little bit. There's going to be great joy in some country. And there's going to be great sadness in another one. And then people spread all over the world. Right? But you know what? As great as that joy is going to be, it will fade. I remember when the Raptors won the NBA championship back in 2019. I remember being at the parade. I remember the joy. But you know what? It, it, just, it does fade. 
I'm not saying there's not joy in these things in life, but God says, I've actually got a joy for you that's not real, but it's sustainable. It's not just propped up by things every once in a while. And let's talk real because it's been a time in the season of fear and it's also a time where many of us are battling with grief. Things we've lost in our lives. Some of us, there's mourning for sadness, even levels of depression and things that can come into our lives. And those are very real things. And I'm not throwing a, a pat answer or a pat solution all those things, but I'm telling you, in Jesus, there's freedom. In Jesus, there's a joy that he wants to become your strength. Jesus not only came to break the power of fear, but he said, I want to replace that fear with this joy. What is joy? The dictionary says this, joy is an emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. It's the expression or exhibition of such emotion. It's a state of happiness or felicity, bliss, a source or cause of delight. You know, I've learned, I, I've been pastoring for well over 20 years now, and I've seen just in a lot of people, their life is void of joy. Yeah, again, they'll have these fleeting moments, but so often it's connected to all these things. But God says, I want you to have a sustainable joy. I want you to have a daily joy. And this joy comes from knowing me. This joy comes from walking with me. This joy is what I came for you. That's the whole point of celebrating Jesus. It's not just a religious moment or religious experience, but it's actually something real that can be in your life that brings great joy. John 15, 11 says this, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you, that your joy may be full. And I want you to know today that in Jesus, there's joy. You don't have to live under this weight of sadness and under this weight of mourning and grief. Maybe you went through a really hard situation this year and you don't know in your heart if you'll ever recover. And again, I'm not preaching a quick, easy fix solution, but I'm saying in Jesus, there's a joy that can go above and beyond. There's joy in him. So this Christmas, not only do I want to encourage us to allow Jesus and to receive that he's broken fear in our lives, but I want to encourage us this Christmas to receive the joy that's in Jesus. That's my second thought out of this verse. My third thought out of this verse is it said, the angel said, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And the third thought that just stood out to me as I prepared this message is I want us to remember today, even as we remember that Jesus came, Jesus came for all the people. Jesus came for all people. He did not just come for a few. He did not just come for some. He did not come for just those who lived really good or did things really well, but Jesus came for all. You know, I referenced the difficult, you know, last couple of years we've had and you know, in addition to the fear and the challenges and life upheavals, I think we've seen a lot of things in our world and a lot of things have maybe the spotlight's been put on them that are, that are difficult. And we see in a world right now where there's a lot of division. There's a lot of divisiveness. There's discrimination. We live in a world where, where these things are real. It was like that in the time that Jesus came as well. And sadly, I wish I could say differently, but it's not just been out there. It's, it's been amongst Christians. It's been in the church when we should be representing something different. Sadly, even in the church, we've not. I'm not saying every church in every situation, but we got to own that as well. But see, that's not the heart of Jesus because Jesus came for all the people. Jesus came to break down division. The love of Jesus is what breaks down discrimination. He came and he said, I'm here for everyone. I'm here for every tribe. I'm here for every tongue. I'm here for every nation. I'm here for every people. Jesus came for all the people. And all did he come for all the people. And it's important, we always need to remember this, but he came for every person as well. Come on, somebody say, Jesus came for me. Tell someone around you, Jesus came for you. See, he came for the whole world. He came for all people. He came to bring together. He came to break down walls that are between us. But sometimes we see it on the macro level, but we forget in the micro level. And I want you to hear it today. Jesus came for you. He loves you. 
And you might be listening to me say, yeah, but pastor, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. You don't know the mistakes I've made. I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to him. He came for you. He knew you. He knows you. He knew you were going to do it before you did it, and he still came for you anyways. The Bible actually says a verse that while we, we were God's enemies, Christ still came for us. But some of us struggle and we feel like, no, not for me. If you knew where I've been, if you knew what I've done, if you know how many times I prayed but then turned my back on God, no, I want you to know today that this is what he came to break the power of fear. He came to bring great joy. And Jesus came for all people. And so this leads me to my final thought from this verse today. And it really is the hub that everything else is built around within this verse. It says, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. Everybody say good news. See, the angel came and fear was broken because of this good news. Great joy was coming because of this good news. All people would be touched and impacted, brought together. Why? Because of this good news. What is this good news? Or maybe a phrase you've heard before, it's a little church here, but the gospel, that just means good news. What is this gospel? What is this good news? Well, in verse 11, the angel tells us, he said, I bring you great good news of great joy for all people. Verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Everybody say a Savior. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. Here's the good news, family. The good news is that a Savior was born. This is why the angel had come. This is why the angels were filling the sky, giving praise and glory to God in the highest and declaring what was being declared was because a Savior had come. A Savior was being born. Fear was going to be broken because a Savior had come. Great joy was being released because a Savior had come. All people were going to be touched because a Savior had come. In Matthew 121, another account of the Christmas story said over Mary, she will bear a son. You will call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. So this is where we need to land this and bring this together. Fear is broken because we're safe from our sins. Joy can come because we're safe from our sins. All people can be touched and brought together. Why? Because we're saved from our sins. Let me read to you from Romans 6, 23. I'll explain what this means. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. How many of you have ever tried to help somebody who does not want to be helped? <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to raise your hand necessarily. You can just raise your hand on the inside because I know we've all been there. I won't ask how many of us have been somebody who didn't want to be helped. Right? How, how, how many of us you know, how many of us, you, you try to help somebody, they don't even think they need to be helped. It's not even they don't want to. They think they're good. I remember when my kids were little, you'll be like, oh, I'll help you with that, especially Micah. Micah was really, Micah's like, no, I got it. I'm doing it. I'm like, Micah, just let me help you. Micah's like, no, I'm doing it. I got it. Right? He just, he, he got it. He was taking care of it. And sometimes after a while, he wouldn't got it, so I'd have to come in and help. But as long as we think we've got it, but see what the Bible, here's what the Bible tells us. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus Lord. Let me explain this. First, it talks about the wages of sin is death. What's sin? Well, sin is actually an old archery term. That's where the word comes from. You know, so if you've got a bow and arrow and you're trying to hit the bullseye and you miss the mark, the term would actually be you sinned. It literally means to miss the mark. God has set a mark out. He said, this is right. This is wrong. This is righteousness. This is the way you need to live. And you know what? We've all missed it. I've missed it many times over and over again. We've all missed the mark that God has set. Now here's the bad news. Because we've missed the mark, there's a wage and it's, it's death. Now death does not just mean falling over or ceasing to exist. It's actually a multi-layered word in the Bible. It talks about being separated from God in this life. You were meant to live with God infusing your life, with God being part of your life, but sin separates. It also means eternal separation. So when we die, instead of spending eternity with God, we actually spend eternity separated from God. And it talks about that, and that's what death is. So that's, that's the bad news, but this is why now all of a sudden the news of a Savior becomes so good. Why? Because it says the wages of sin is death, but 
And I always say this when I preach this, so if you hang around, you know this. But's a very key word. Because in essence, when you say but in a sentence, whatever you said before the but gets canceled out by whatever comes after the but. I really like you, but. I really want to come, but. Well, the wages of sin is death, but. There's this gift of God. There's this Savior who came. He came to save us from our sins. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short. But the Savior came. And he said, if you will take this gift that I want to give you, if you'll receive this gift, you'll be forgiven. You'll be set free. You will be delivered. You will be saved from your sin. It's like you're drowning. I'm going to pull you out and get you on solid ground. That's why the angels were so excited. That's why this was such a momentous occasion. Because a Savior came with a gift of eternal life, with a gift of salvation, and it's here for every single one of us. That's the heart and the essence of the Christmas message. You know, that's why we give gifts to each other, right? I know it's been commercialized and everything else in between, and I like gifts, I like giving gifts, but, but it symbolized, and the essence of giving gifts was it was remembering the greatest gift ever given to us, which was the Savior, which was salvation. But here's the last thought as we bring this to a close about a gift. How many know I could prepare a beautiful gift for you? I could put all the time and energy and love into it, wrap it beautifully. But how many know I could give it to you, but you still have to receive it? You still have to reach your hands out and take it. You can reject it or you can receive that gift. And it works exactly the same way with this gift of salvation. We have to receive it. We have to say yes. We have to recognize that we need a savior in our lives. We've got to put aside pride that says I can be good all by myself, that I can do this by myself, where we recognize, yeah, God, I recognize that I've sinned. The wages of sin is death, but I receive your gift of eternal life. And my prayer for every one of us this Christmas is for all of us who've received this gift of eternal life that we'd be so thankful, we'd be more thankful than ever before. We'd have greater thankfulness and greater awe and reverence to God for what he's done for us. And we just live it out this Christmas. And my prayer for those of us who maybe haven't received that gift yet, or maybe you received it at some point, but you left it and you walked away. Why not come back this Christmas? Why not receive that gift from him this Christmas? Because that's what he wants to do. It's right there for you but he wants you to receive it. So let's do this. Let's bow our head and close our eyes as we bring things to a close. And I just want to ask, I'm going to pray for you and pray with you as we things, bring things to a close today. But I want to ask first and foremost today, I feel like there's some people in here today and there's some fears that you've been carrying that you need to cast on the Lord. I also feel like there's some people today that you really need to receive that joy because maybe it's been a hard year, it's been a hard season. Again, I'm not trying to be flippant about it or say it's just like this quick fix solution. It's something you unpack and something you walk out. But maybe some of you say, I need prayer for that joy in my life. I need that joy. Maybe there's some of you, you really got hit with the division and maybe there's division in your life, there's broken relationships, there's things that you'd want to change so much. Well, Jesus came to bring people together, to bring restoration. And so if you're any of those people today, just with our head bowed and eyes closed, I just invite you just to raise your hand. If you say, yes, there's some fears I need to cast, or yes, I need some fresh joy, or maybe just saying there's some relational restoration and bringing together that I want to see in my life. I want to pray for you. Just raise your hand across this place if that's you. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, we just pray for every person here, God. I pray for everyone who's tuned in online as well. Maybe they're raising their hand on in the virtual space. And I thank you that, Jesus, you came to break the power of fear. Jesus, you came to give us real, sustainable joy. And, Jesus, you came to bring us together, to break down walls, to bring people together. And so whatever the needs are in this place, I pray that you will just do your work this Christmas, that you will do that work in our hearts. And we just agree for this and we thank you for this. Now, just with our head eye, head bowed and eyes closed, as we bring things to finish today, you can put your hands down today. I want to make sure as to give an opportunity, if there's anybody here 
and you need to receive that gift of salvation. You've been listening to me, and you know, you know I, I, I need to be right with God. I need to receive this gift of salvation in my life. Or maybe you say, I need to come back to it. I used to follow God, I used to love him, but hey, just life, things happened, different circumstances came together, and you said, I, I need to come back to him. I need to give my life back to him. And so if you're either one of those people, again, just with head bowed and eyes closed, you say, I want to receive the gift of salvation. You say, I want to come back to Jesus. I want to rededicate my life. I want you just to raise your hand across this place right now as well. Thank you. I see a hand there. Thank you. I see a hand there. If there's anybody else today that says, I want to give my life to Jesus, I want to give my life back to him. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's do this. Let's pray together. We're going to pray. I want us all to pray this prayer as one. And if you raise your hand or you know you should have, I want you to really pray it from your heart. But let's, so people aren't kind of left out with their own voice, let's just join them and pray it as one. Say, Jesus, thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you rose again. Today I turn my back on sin and I give my life to you. Fill me, forgive me, free me. I want to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now again, if you just keep your head bowed, eyes closed for one last second. On the screen behind me, there's going to come a QR code. And if you raised your hand and prayed that prayer with me, here's what I'd like to ask. Can you just snap a quick picture of the QR code? It's going to take you to a form that you can fill out because what we'd love to do is just be able to follow up, have one of our team members send you a text, send you an email, give you a phone call. But if you can just fill that out, that would be wonderful as well. If you'd just like someone to pray with you this Christmas, you can also take a snapshot of the QR code really quick and you can just fill out the information. We'll have one of our leaders follow up with you and talk with you else. Last but not least, first time guests, remember you can go to the Connect table and as well, we have some Bibles at the Connect table. They're Bibles that are really geared toward learning more about Christianity, learning more about faith. They're New Testaments. And so if you just like a Bible today, if you'd like a Bible, if you would want one, we would love to give it to you. So just go up, Paul's there, a couple of our team members, just introduce yourself. Tell them, Pastor said I can come get a Bible and we'd be glad to give that Bible to you. But we are bringing things to a close. We are so thankful you guys are here. It's been wonderful to be together. Have a Merry Christmas. Remember, we have Christmas Eve services, 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. next week. So two options for you to come together and worship. Christmas Day, we're not going to be meeting. We're just going to be encouraging people to spend time with your family, with your friends. But we love you so much. God bless you. Thank you for being here. And Merry Christmas, everyone. God bless.